During the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen a host of heroes who have put their lives on the line to serve others. These, of course, are the medical staff who have cared and treated for COVID patients. These nurses and doctors have often done, done so at much risk of their own lives. Of course, the testimony that we heard about what's going on in India, we see that pastors there have placed themselves on the line and many have died as a result of their exposure. The sacrifices for those who provide care and medical services during this time is something that is special to all of us. And we owe that group of people a special uh, debt of gratitude. One of our own, Kelsey Alvarado, who is a nurse uh, during the height of the, the pandemic, went to different places in the United States to serve in hospitals that were understaffed in order to provide care for those who were suffering from COVID. Most of us do have a deep sense of appreciation and respect for those who serve in medical vocations. We are grateful for those who render service when we are sick or those we love are sick and provide healing and serve as healing agents. And we owe them again a great debt of gratitude. Once again, I want to say to those of you who serve in the medical vocation and have served in the medical vocation, thank you for your service. You know, over the past few weeks, we have been looking at a time for healing. And we have seen that God is healer. We find in the Old Testament an important name for God is that of Yahweh Rophe, the Lord heals. We find that in the ministry of Jesus, much of his time was spent in healing the sick. One of the great gifts of the Holy Spirit is that of gifts of healing. Healing is integral to who God is, and God calls on us to be agents of healing as well. But I wonder, are those agents of healing merely limited to those who serve in medical vocations? During Jesus' ministry in Palestine, he quickly discovered that the work to be done there was much greater than he could do physically as a human being. Like every human being, Jesus was limited in space and time, being at one place at one time. And yet, there were so many people in need, and Jesus had compassion for those folk. Jesus, knowing the need of having more ministering, on one occasion gathered his twelve, that intimate twelve, the twelve disciples as we know them. He gathered them together and he sent them out in a mission to go to some of the towns and villages where Jesus himself intended to go. And he gave them this mission. He said, cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. The kingdom of God has come near you. Jesus found that that wasn't enough, and he needed to send out more. And so 70 others who had been following Jesus, Jesus sent them to other towns and villages. 
And he sent them with the same message. To proclaim the kingdom and to cure, to heal the sick. It's fascinating in this aspect of Jesus' ministry that he makes a connection between the kingdom of God and healing. That is not an accident. It's very intentional. There is some kind of intimate connection that ties together the healing ministry with the kingdom of God. Now let's take a moment to think about what is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is an alternative dimension in which God reigns supreme. In this dimension, all things are put to the right. God writes everything. Love is the air that is breathed. Justice flows like a mighty river, and peace is experienced by all citizens. Now, maybe you remember some of the biblical imagery that talks about this kingdom. For example, from Micah, we read these words, God shall judge between peoples and arbitrate between strong nations far away. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But they shall all sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Or how about Isaiah's words about this kingdom of God? The wolf shall lie down with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and the little child will lead them. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. In the kingdom of God, life is experienced to its fullness. People are made whole and healthy in every dimension. People live at peace with God. People live at peace with each other. People live at peace with themselves. This kingdom, the kingdom of God, exists in two time frames. It is a future reality that will come in its fullness. God will, in that moment, set all things right. God will bring peace on earth. God will reign supreme over all. And as the writer of Revelation tells us, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God. But in the meantime, there is another time dimension for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is ever breaking into our present reality. In any situation, in any moment where any person proclaims Jesus as Lord, and Jesus acts with grace in the midst of people, the kingdom is present. In this reality, the kingdom is ever breaking into your world, into my world, and into the world around us. From a theological perspective, sickness in this present world is evidence of our world's brokenness. Sickness and injury are symptoms of creation's fallenness. 
Our failure as human beings to wholly trust God. Our tendency to rebel against God's desires for us. Our tendency to choose our own way rather than God's way lead to the consequences of this brokenness in this dimension. Wars, fighting, emptiness, and sickness. And when healing takes place in the name of Jesus Christ, it is evidence that God's kingdom is breaking into our world. I hope you understand the impact of what I just said. This is significant stuff about God's kingdom. And God called the early followers of Jesus. Jesus said to them, Go proclaim the kingdom and heal the sick. Go proclaim the kingdom and heal the sick. Go proclaim the kingdom and heal the sick. They were to be agents of healing. There is this intimate connection between the kingdom of God and the healing ministry of God's people. I believe that that mission was not just for those who had walked with Jesus here on the earth, but was a mission given to all who would later follow Jesus, including us in our own generation. I believe God calls upon us not just those that are called into medical vocations. But God calls all of us to be ambassadors of this kingdom by being healing agents in our world. Ordinary people with no medical degrees, training, or experience are called to be agents of healing in this world, to be agents of this miraculous kingdom of health and vitality and peace. We can all be Channels through which this healing grace of God flows into our world, into the lives of others. The kingdom breaking in upon us. Let's take just a moment and think about some ways that that happens in a very practical manner. Throughout this series, we have uh, talked about a very important exercise, an aspect of healing, and that is praying. Praying for the sick. The book of James, uh, we have an exhortation given to pray for the sick. James comments that the prayer of faith will save or heal the sick. You know, prayer for us is a powerful exercise, isn't it? It's a channel through which God's grace flows into the lives of those who are sick when we pray for the sick. Through prayer, we lay in God's hands our lives, the lives of those we love who are sick, and place them in the hands of a loving, caring God who heals. Prayer also becomes a means through which God speaks to us. God gives us a nudge, often during the midst of prayer, to do something that makes a difference in a person's life. Through prayer... We are empowered and directed to become agents of healing. Here at OUMC, we believe that prayer makes a difference. And we are urged to pray for the sick. We have a team of people, and some of you are a part of that team. 
that pray for people's needs, many of whom are people who are struggling with illness. Request comes. It may come online. It may come because someone sends an email. It may come as someone shares with one of the staff members a request. And Pam Wells, who is our Director of Congregational Care, takes those requests and she sends them out to a network of people who pray. And within a matter of moments, people are praying for the needs of others, particularly folks who are struggling with sickness and illness. Now, if you want to be a part of that team, you can be. Just need to let one of us on staff know, I'd like to be a part of that prayer network, praying for people who are sick. The ministry of prayer is an important means of healing. And we can be a part of that. Jesus gave two very powerful stories about aspects of healing and healing grace. He told a parable about a man who was mugged just outside of Jericho. And he said, while the man was bleeding and dying on the side of the road, there came along a man from Samaria who stopped, cared for this man, provided first aid, picked him up, carried him to an inn where the man said to the innkeeper, here is money, take care of this man until I return. Jesus said, that's the way you love your neighbor. Caring for the sick. In another occasion, Jesus was sharing about what the judgment of God will be like upon Jesus' return. And He says that when the Son of Man returns, He will divide people into two groups. On the right will be the sheep, on the left will be the goats. And He will say to the sheep, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was sick. And you cared for me. And he went on to say that when we do it for the least, we do it for him. Back in January, or actually last December, uh, one of our church saints went to be with Jesus, Pat Bonnet. She died after a, a long battle with ALS. During her journey with this horrible disease, one of the groups of which she was a part here at the church rallied around her in amazing ways. They were there for Pat. They practiced what Jesus said in Matthew 25. They cared for the sick. They sat with her during her most challenging days. They provided food. They provided care. During the midst of COVID, they celebrated a couple of celebrations by having a parade on her street and her watching from her porch. They were there for her when her journey began, and they were there with her when her journey ended and she breathed her last breath. They practiced. They practiced what Jesus intended 
in this story of the sheep and goats. They cared for the sick. They were agents of healing. By the way, I've seen that group not only care for Pat, but I've seen that group care for others along that same journey. And it's not the only group here at OUMC that I've witnessed this in my eight-year tenure among you in this congregation. You see, when we're a part of a group like that, we experience the kingdom of God. We become agents of healing. In that wonderful parable of the, quote, good Samaritan, we find that not only did the good Samaritan provide care, but provided resources for the care. Today I know of an online uh, process that takes place. I'm not even quite sure what to call it, but, uh, but it, it's something that uh, our, our young adults have, have come up with in our world to help fund needs in our world, and it's called GoFundMe. And often, people who are sick, they'll, they'll, someone will, will post on this, uh, this, this, this site that the need that's there, and people contribute. A lot of our young adults contribute their hard-earned money for someone who is sick. Evidence, sisters and brothers, of the kingdom of God breaking into our world. As many of you know, uh, my mother died last October after uh, a 13-month journey following a devastating stroke. My brother, sister, and I have often talked about our father's care for mom and how that care kept mom going. We believe, the three of us believe, that had it not been for dad's care for mom, overseeing her medical care, preparing and feeding her meals, Holding her hand. Giving her meds. Cleaning for her and cleaning her. Caring for her in the middle of the night when she couldn't sleep. If Dad hadn't done that, she probably wouldn't have lasted a month after her stroke. I can still remember Dad taking a spoonful of water from a cup, putting it into my mom's, onto my mom's lips, turning it over into her mouth, and her struggling to swallow when she couldn't take in any other kind of nourishment. Dad was an agent of healing for the wife he loved, my mom. God has called us. God has called you. God's called me to be kingdom people. And one of the ways that we do that, that we are agents of healing. 
we have been in the midst of a crazy time. This pandemic, which we thought we had pretty much risen out of it, and now it looks like we're kind of being thrust back into the middle of a new outbreak in the United States, but in other places in the world, it is crazy. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. And India, a place that's dear to the heart of the life of this church, is really struggling. And things in our nation have been so... I want to use a curse word, but I'm not going to. Randy would let me, but none of the rest of you will. But Randy would let me. Amen. It's been so politicized. Wearing a mask. Getting a shot. So politicized. And even in the Christian community, things that I've heard, it's just driven me nutty. I'm already partly there, so I don't have to go much farther. But it's driven me nutty. God's called us to be agents of healing in the world and to evidence the kingdom of God. And if getting a shot or wearing a mask helps us to promote health and healing in our world, let's do it for God's sake and for the sake of the world. And I don't mean that as a political statement. I mean that as your pastor. God has called us to be agents of healing. And God wants to open up the heavens and let us experience the fullness of a kingdom where God reigns supreme, where justice flows like a mighty river and people live in health and wholeness and love their neighbor as their self. And we can be a people who live in that kingdom. God's called us to that. And let us now be that people. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We can be those workers who are agents of healing and proclaim a kingdom and make a difference in our world. Let's do it for Jesus' sake. Let's do it for Jesus' sake.